0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Withering Effect, episode 113. Today's date is September 18th, 2021, and I am Duds, or Duds versus None to the rest of the interwebs.
1: And my name is Jimbo, you may know me as Jimbo Slice 23 So what have you been up to this week, Duds?
0: Well, in uh, Minecraft terms, working on the backside of the base. But I will be honest, there wasn't a lot of video recording this week. I think I'm only like 7 minutes into my episode... And that's because I started a new job and it's kicking my butt. I get home and I'm exhausted. I think I went to bed at 8.30 last night. Yeah, it's pretty early. Just ridiculous. Yeah. Basically, I went from sitting at a desk for eight hours, maybe only walking about a mile a day at work to on my feet for nine hours and walking about six to seven miles a day. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a big change. It's a big change and I'm I'm getting worn out. So those of you who are waiting for my content, that's why it's taking me a little bit longer. Other than that, I have worked on stream overlays. I think my streaming break is coming to an end. Basically, I just want one or two more weeks to get used to my work schedule and we'll find a new date and time that works to do some more streaming. And that brings me to some of the stuff I've done that I haven't recorded. I've been playing in my single-player world a good bit, mm. like not building anything or stuff like that, just kind of messing around, going around, doing maintenance on stuff, maybe changing a couple blocks here or there that I think need updating, but I kind of miss my single-player world. I might be doing an, an alternating episode schedule for a little bit, doing a ripple, then a single-player, then a ripple, just because I'm having a lot of fun doing it.
1: Yeah, you're kind of towards the end of your Ripple base. Mm-hmm. At least that's what it looks like.
0: Yeah, and I don't see 118 coming out at least till December. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping. Well, of course you're hoping. How much Minecraft you play this week, Jimbo? Well,
1: yeah, that's another thing. If you guys are waiting on my content, bear with me. So <laughs> I haven't played much this week.
0: <laughs> Non-existent.
1: Yeah, uh, Yeah, ever since... All that, all my editing stuff got deleted. I've just been so unmotivated to record anything. Like I said before, I I went in, I did some replay mod recording. I got some clips ready to start the episode. And uh, again, that's going to take a a lot of time there. But I want to make it like a big episode. I want to get a lot done. And uh, hopefully shortly after that, finish off my base but it's just it's hard when you don't have the tools that you're used to having and everything's gone you gotta start from scratch again and uh, I have been wanting to get into creative mode to start on my base next season too when 118 comes out and I don't want to do that until I finish this one so mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's about to it's going to be crunch time here soon that's for sure
0: yeah I, whereas I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, like most of my, this is what's been super hard for me is building stuff that's not functional. It it kind of bores me, mm-hmm. and I basically saved everything that wasn't functional to the end. Again, I did this last season. Now I'm doing it this season, and it burns me out a bit because it's just like, oh yeah, pretty blocks. Woo! Mm-hmm. This will be an area of the base I never go to again once it's done. <laughs> so, and that's why my single player world interest me, one because I need to do a lot more functional things around there and two, I purposely put the aesthetics into the functionality. Everything I build has to work with the farms I'm building and everything like that. So I kind of forced my hand and that was a smarter way of doing it than what I did this season.
1: Yeah, I usually try to jump back and forth like building and mechanics and then maybe throw something fun in there. It's it does it repetitive say, staying on the same project over and over, mm-hmm. especially something, like you said, with no functionality to give you uh, uh, more inspiration, I guess. That's what I'm thinking.
0: Right. Yeah, I'm f- finding the tower I'm working on right now is reminiscent of the lighthouse because <laughs> that's just how I build these empty rooms. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh But that'll change next season. I- I've got my idea for next season. Hopefully it's a good working one.
1: I'm sure it will be. I want to mention... I am going to an NFL game tomorrow. That's why we're recording on Saturday. Got a long day tomorrow. Actually, we have a bunch of family members at the house right now because we're hosting uh, dinner with the in-laws tonight. And uh, I told them, I was like, this is the only time I got to record the podcast, so I got to do it tonight.
0: Yep, it was either tonight or it wasn't coming this week.
1: Yeah, right. So I told them, uh, I got a I busy weekend. This weekend, the whole, you know, family dinner thing kind of came up on me last night. Like, uh, you know, I kind of got to record this podcast, but they're cool with it. You know, but I hung out and we had dinner and everything. Busy week for me. i still been working out, still been getting to the gym, mm-hmm. getting in better shape. Maybe I'll post a picture or something. I'm not one of those guys that goes to, goes to the gym and looks in the mirror and, you know, takes selfies all the time or whatever, but it is nice to see the progress and, uh, yeah, maybe maybe I'll post a picture, but that's about that's about it for my week.
0: All right, let's hit up the news. So we have the first official snapshot. Yes. For one eighteen, come out this week. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff listed, but ninety percent of that stuff is stuff we've already talked about in the experimental snapshots. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing that didn't come over from the experimental snapshots was the elytra changes. Yeah, those did not happen. For some reason
1: well i think the the 20 percent flight speed isn't it i don't know i think i saw that
0: um just the videos i saw were talking about how the durability still broke
1: yeah but well yeah that was that was a thing with the durability but i saw the on exumavoids video i watched it earlier said we do have the 20 percent decrease in speed with the elytra
0: i was never able to tell The 20% decrease, like it didn't seem like it was that big a deal for me. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to tell regardless. There are changes that we haven't talked about, and I've got like a list of stuff. The big, well, I shouldn't say the big one. The first one that caught my eye was the dripstone caves are going to contain extra copper. So you'll be able, if you see a dripstone cave, keep your eye out for copper, because you're going to find more copper there Mm -hmm. than you would just be normal caving and mining and stuff.
1: Yeah, I like that change. Yeah. That wasn't mentioned in the experimental snapshot either, so that's pretty new.
0: Yeah. As someone who has yet to mine copper ore, that'd be nice. <laughs>
1: yeah, you would have an idea where to go.
0: Then again, I have not been hunting copper ore lately. hmm The idea of having to travel 20 minutes from my base to find copper is just not, not on my agenda. That makes sense. In uh, a parody change... The enchanting table in Bedrock produces light level 7. Now, for us, for the longest time, you could hide a light source underneath the enchanting table, and that would work. Mm -hmm. But now, for Java players, the enchanting table will also produce light level 7. Right. So that's cool.
1: Is that similar to the ender chest? Don't they produce a light level 7? I don't know. Or it's some kind of light level.
0: For some reason, I thought it was 3, but that
1: doesn't make any sense. It could be lower, but there's some good news about the light levels that they brought from the experimental snapshots, and it has to be zero.
0: Yeah, the monster spawning in complete darkness did make it. Yes. So we, we've got that, and I think that's my favorite thing so far. Same here. I'm glad that made the
1: cut. I'm sure the Minecraft community made it known that light, they like it also.
0: Yeah. One of the things that was supposed to change that I think's broken is oxalotls are supposed to be spawning in their lush biomes and everything right Mm -hmm. technically they are but they have to spawn in an area where there's stone right above the water naturally generating stone and a lot of the lush cave biomes don't have stone right above the water because that's a pretty boring biome so the oxalotls are not Uh, spawning at high rates (laughs) unless you get some kind of weird biome vergence with another biome Mm -hmm. that allows the stone to be right above water level, so. Yeah. That might be a bug that needs to be fixed.
1: Yeah, or an oversight. It seems like the lush caves are you know, a a lot the ceilings are a lot higher than they expected and if you don't have high ceilings you're not going to have the glowberry vines coming down to get that cool effect, so Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like what do you want? You know, do you want the cool glow berries or you want the axolotls? And uh yeah, maybe it'd be nice if they tinkered with the spawning mechanics, maybe stone underneath of them would be more efficient in the spawns,
0: maybe instead of above. There is a lot of clay though that spawns in lush caves. Yeah, yeah, you do get clay in there. But speaking of the uh, lush caves and glowberry vines, we can now stop the growth rate or growth height, depending on which vine you're looking at. So weeping, twisted cave vines, which is glowberries, Mm -hmm. and kelp can all have the uh, growth height limited by right-clicking on them with shears, which is really cool.
1: Yeah, I I do like that. Mm -hmm. Normally you'd have to put like a string underneath of it or above it.
0: Yeah, and I hate string, because even though it's mostly invisible, when you walk through it, the hitbox shows up. hmm It's like,
1: ugh. It looks great from a distance. You can't tell, but...
0: <laughs> right.
1: Walking through it or close to it, yeah, it does kind of pop up and catches the corner of your eye. It can be pretty annoying. Mm-hmm. So I, I like this, and this is another thing we haven't seen yet
0: that they just brought out to show us. Yeah, and what it does is when you right-click, it just automatically ages out whatever you click on. Yeah. So it creates that last uh, vine as the oldest age limit allowed. So that's how they do like kelp. I think kelp's age is 25 is the highest it can get.
1: Yeah, I think they all go to 25. Yeah. Max age. Once it hits that, it doesn't grow anymore regardless of how tall.
0: Mm -hmm. And this feels like something that should have been in the game a long time ago. So I'm super excited that it's in there now.
1: Mm -hmm. It's something I never really thought about. You know, how to just stop the growth. Right?
0: I mean, we just so become accustomed to, oh, I need string. And that's basically the only use of string I've needed for most of the season. is just to stop vines from growing. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and most of these work, but not regular vines.
0: Yeah, not regular vines. Yeah,
1: you still need string for those, (laughs) unfortunately.
0: And that was kind of the disappointment, because I'd love to be able to make vines stop growing sideways. Mm Mm-hmm along with the vertically, but I think we're still going to have to use string for that, which is kind of dumb.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it is, there's no like age limit on the vines. Yeah. So it can't really apply to that. Maybe they'll, maybe we'll have another way soon enough.
0: Or, or you just add age to vines. Yeah. I don't think you're going to have a lot of people complain about that. Right vines for the most part i think a lot of people find them a nuisance unless you're specifically farming them to make like mossy blocks and stuff like that but you can make mossy blocks with the moss block Mm -hmm. i could see putting an age on the vines especially just to keep it from going side to side right i'd use vines a ton more if i did not have to worry about them growing all over the place i agree i'm in the same boat then again cave vines are a lot better looking (laughs)
1: Yeah, there's a fairly new. I haven't
0: really got to play with those too much. There's like a big, how do I want to say, I'm doing an update to my base where a lot of the leaves and stuff I'm going to go through and update with azalea leaves and then cave vines and stuff like that because a lot of the green is just kind of plain green. It looked fine at the time because the best I could do was add jungle leaves to oak leaves and then voila. But now that we have all these different other things to add, I'm planning on making a, a new sweep around the base and adding some more detail to this stuff.
1: See, I wish I could do that. I was going to switch out a certain block and put in like some deep slate or something to help blend in with my towers and my walls. Mm-hmm. But there's just so freaking many of them, you know? <laughs> I'm like, I got to yeah. tear out like 500 something, maybe more than that blocks just to replace. I'm like, there's no way. I'm just going to stick with the program plus already faded one in or blended one in so then i'd have to change all that Mm -hmm. yeah it's nice uh that's the advantage of having a smaller base you want to change things around you can
0: Yep, and that's another reason why next season my base will be smaller again even smaller well i shouldn't say smaller because the radius of my base will probably be larger hmm but the structures themselves, there's going to be multiple structures instead of one giant structure or two giant structures. Okay. But I don't count the dome as a structure because that dome was so fun to make. I never got tired of working on it. Yeah, it turned out good. But some more fixes that have actually been needed for a long time in the game. Dinnerbone has come back. He, he was on a bit of a hiatus for a while. And one of the first things he fixed was, you know, when you go to sleep, and you start typing in the chat, and then you wake up so it kicks you out of the bed and the chat, not a problem anymore. You can keep chatting Mm -hmm. when it kicks you out of the bed. It doesn't close the screen anymore.
1: Yeah, what a a great change.
0: It's not a huge change, but it's one of those quality of life changes that I don't think anyone's going to complain about.
1: I'm sure everyone's been in that situation, because usually when you go to sleep, chat pops up. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I must have missed something. Let me respond. And before you're able to respond, you're awake and the chat is gone and you have to retype what you were already started typing. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure if you're on a multi-server, you have all came across that situation.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, some of the other changes. Pillagers and illagers are getting a little bit nicer. They will no longer attack baby villagers. Good. They got a change of heart. Yeah, no more killing babies. Very mean. That's good.
1: Maybe they just can't see them.
0: Yeah, You must be this tall to fight us.
1: Yeah. But wait do you grow up, little baby. That's what they're saying.
0: But speaking of villagers, Mojang has also added the illager font from Minecraft Dungeons. Yeah. So that's, we don't know what it's for yet. Mm-mm. Obviously, it's going to be a little bit more lore, probably. I highly suspect it's something to do with the deep dark. I was going to say that, too so we'll find out it's weird because like you see all these symbols throughout the entire time playing dungeons and you're just like that's not the same symbols i'm used to seeing and turns out it's the Illeger font what's funny is they have like a
1: whole alphabet and a whole numerical system they do in their own writing so you can actually decipher Mm -hmm. like the words that you're making you can use it in your chat or in the game I'm thinking it's going to be in the deep dark, like maybe something you'll have to decipher. That's what I'm hoping for. Something along those lines I think would be a lot of fun. Yes. But we don't know yet. Don't know. Still
0: cool. I like it. Uh, but now on to some uh, setting changes. The accessibility change, the big one for me, is whenever there's a thunderstorm, you get a lot of flashing skies. And now you have the option to turn that off if it's uh, causing a bit of sensitivity to you which I think is really nice. The more accessibility to the game, the better. Mm-hmm. They also have added the ability to toggle sneak and sprint. Yeah, I don't know if that'll make a big difference to most people. Like I said, I use a controller, so it's relatively easy, easy for me to handle all those things. I could see where it would be nice for a keyboard if you're still using the left control to sprint and stuff because like my pinky has a hard time reaching there, mainly because I've broken it so many times. So if I were to use a keyboard, I would probably want the toggle sprint on. So toggle shift would probably be nice if you're used to building up in the sky.
1: Yeah, see, I'm I'm so used to my buttons now. Right. I don't know if I'm going to change anything. If this does fix the whole sprinting glitch deal, how you kind of bob there when you go to sprint, Mm -hmm. I might consider it. But as of right now, I don't think I'm going to use that think it might just i don't know confuse me more
0: than anything it, it might be a bit to get used to
1: yeah i tend to sneak a lot like when i'm just messing around with my base i use my pinky to shift quite
0: often to be honest yeah and see for me it's an index finger yeah it's my pinky but that's because it's a bumper button on a xbox controller <laughs> mm. i'm telling you guys controller it's nice I, I got one of the uh the fancy ones with the keyboard attached to it and everything
1: Oh, it's fancy.
0: Still learning how to type on it. It's definitely fancy. Yeah. I looked at upgrading my controller, and the software that I use is really awesome and has already got the programming ready, Mm -hmm. but one, the controllers nowadays are super expensive, and two, that none of the keyboards use the little uh, micro USB plug. They all require Bluetooth, and my computer doesn't have Bluetooth set up on it, so it's like, Mm. oh, I don't get a keyboard anymore. It's like, nope, I've gotten too used to the keyboard, I'm keeping it.
1: Is it there a Bluetooth attachment you can put on there? That might be a Wi-Fi. There
0: is a Bluetooth attachment I can add to the okay. computer, but it's like, why bother doing all this? My controller works right now. I'll just wait till it dies.
1: Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, you kind of modified it to where you wanted it. Why change it now?
0: Yeah, I did have to take a Dremel tool to it to get a lot of the features on it. Mm-hmm.
1: The next controller you should get should have the Illager text. <laughs>
0: force myself to learn how to speak Illager.
1: Yeah, what if they have their own language eventually? Mm. I could, I could imagine a generation of kids growing up and knowing how to speak that language. I could see it.
0: Uh, okay, but we do have some listener comments. We have got three comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one's from Viperous Tuna, and they ask, "Do you think that 119 will be an inventory update? If yes, what would you like to see? If not, what would you like to see from 119?" I don't think 119 is going to be an inventory update, but I really want it to be an inventory update like really, really badly. Mm-hmm. I have a little bit of hopes because we're not seeing much bundle talk anymore. And I think Mojang has heard the complaints that bundles are not a fix in any way. They don't really help. And it's not even so much what they're holding because the idea of holding 64 different blocks is okay. It's not bad. It's the GUI uh, that goes along with it. You can't open a bundle and grab stuff out of it. You basically have to dump everything out of it to get what you want and that that doesn't solve any problem. Yeah. At least in my book.
1: As if you would have your backpack with the stuff you need. Right. And you need a, let's say you have a bottle of water in your backpack. You're not going to dump the whole backpack out to grab your water. That's just not how (laughs) backpacks work. I mean, granted this isn't a backpack, but still.
0: If anybody did that they they would just look at them like they were weird. Yeah, or you're 6 years old. <laughs> or you're six year, Yeah, 6-year-olds get a pass.
1: Yeah. That me- that would make more sense. Yeah, I don't see it being an inventory update also. Mhm. But like you said, you know, they're they did touch on the bundles, so maybe they're trying to bring it back even better. Maybe just a feature, you know, a part of the update might have a feature of some kind of inventory update involved, but as for exclusively inventory no I, I don't think so
0: jimbo you have the next
1: question yes this one is from Lynxfire. what features other than mobs from minecraft dungeons do you think would make a good fit for the vanilla game could be anything from specific mechanics to weapons i'm thinking weapons i would love to see different weapons that or armor
0: well, I was going to say, weapons and armor are the big things that stand out in dungeons. Yeah, they're very unique. Yeah, they, they're they nothing like Minecraft weapons and armor. That's for sure. Yep. I think that's a good thing. I think Minecraft weapons and armor are boring and uninspired and need a tweak. They, they did a tiny bit better. When you get to the netherite, it has a bit of a different texture right. than all the other armor, but it's not enough.
1: Yep. Then all the other ones is just different colors, same look.
0: Yeah, I'm still to the point where I want to push the invisible armor texture back because I think it's dumb. <laughs> they they all look dumb. We spend so much time creating these custom skins just for them to hide under blue or burgundy. Yeah. It's purple or something like that, so.
1: Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, it, when you start to record a scene or whatever, you'd have to... If you want to show your character, you have to take all that off. Mm -hmm. God forbid you got a full inventory because bundles aren't good enough
0: and you don't have room to put your armor anywhere. Well, you look at uh, Empire's SMP, they're doing the invisible armor thing or they're doing custom armor texture. I'm not sure. It's one or the other. Either way, you are not seeing blue and purple on everyone. They're showing off their fancy, well-done skins, and it looks good. So I want some of that.
1: I feel like, you know, back in the day, well, just me saying that makes me sound old. Back in the day, you know, <laughs> it was impressive to have this full set of yeah. diamond armor. You know, look at me. I i made it. I've done it. I pretty much won the game. But now it's, okay, We're all, we're all going to get that eventually. You know, let's... It's not as impressive anymore to show it right. off. You know, you can actually hide it and be okay with that. At least I could.
0: Yeah, if you really wanted to, you can be full netherite armor within an hour of starting a season. If you really wanted to, yeah, it really doesn't take that long. Mm-mm. Let's see. Sorry, Carl's messaging again. Carl, we're trying to record here. <laughs> trying to record a show. No, it's our fault. We were supposed to record the half stack this week, but. Jimbo has been busy and I've just been dead after work. Like I've not done anything the last three days because I've just been so tired. Duds is dead. I'm busy. Granted, the half stack is a lot easier to record. We don't have to do a ton of notes and everything like that. And we're talking about just random stuff. So that's always fun. The half stack is not a Minecraft podcast, which is great. So if you guys want to hear us talk about other stuff, that that's a place to hang out.
1: Should we give them a spoiler or what we're, one of our topics are. Yeah, go ahead. This month's half stack main topic are top five super villains. Mm-hmm. That should be a lot of fun. Not so much like the strongest ones or which you know, which ones are the most powerful, but which ones we like. Yeah. I got weird tastes, so this should be fun. Mm-hmm. That's all that's all I'm gonna say. No more spoilers.
0: We've got one more question though in listener comments. This one's also from Linksfire. Mm-hmm. And they ask, ray tracing in Minecraft feels very gimmicky to me, at least with resource packs I've seen. I don't think hyper-realistic lighting fits the game very well. A common difference to that would be what about shaders? But I say that they... Dog. Dude, I'm getting like so many interruptions while trying to talk tonight. It's going (laughs) crazy. My roommate's not even home. This should be easy.
1: I got the packed house.
0: Yeah. just constant beeping in my ear. I got a dog who can't sit still. Ugh. All right, but I say that they often provide more stylized lighting rather than realistic. Hundred uh, percent agree. For a long time, I said ray tracing would be one of the only things that could get me to do Bedrock, mm-hmm. but now it's no, no, it wouldn't. And one is the fact that you can't buy a graphics card. Good luck. Yeah, you're not gonna buy anything half decent for under a thousand dollars. That's ridiculous, especially when that same graphics card when it first was created was only 300 bucks. That's too big of a markup, not doing it. Two, I don't really see a lot of Bedrock players making YouTube videos in ray tracing. Yeah, I noticed that too. I see them every once in a while maybe do a time lapse or show off something they've built after Right. in ray tracing, but entire episodes done in ray tracing, I don't see it. And shaders, I don't know if ray tracing can do this, but there's a lot of people who use shaders, you know, just for water or just for the sky, and they turn a lot of the other stuff off that one will bog down a computer and two maybe make their build stylized in a way that they don't like. I disagree. You disagree? All right, bring it. I
1: I love ray tracing. I feel like it changes the game and gives it that final look you're looking for. Now, I love playing Java. I found a texture pack that was similar, or shaders that's similar to ray tracing, but not quite ray tracing. But it gave you that extra feel, that extra look of, I don't know, realism that, I don't know, had my jaw dropping at one point. There's a build on our server from a servermate Link. And she made this Hobbit hut. I want to say it's a Hobbit hut, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, she had all these overgrown plants and stuff. And it's across from my home village or or village base. And I'm like, okay, this looks uh, really cool over here. She did a really great job. With the shaders on, though, it was like jaw-dropping. I was like, wow, this thing looks so cool. Again, it was a little laggy. It was a little choppy. So you didn't get like the full effect i mean like you said to get that full effect you're paying a lot of money for that type you know that mm-hmm. that one look i would love to be able to use it love to be able to, and i have two ray tracing cards and i still don't think i can push i don't know content that's going to be smooth with you know that type of look yeah but yeah i like it i really like it
0: yeah i mean one of my only complaints about shaders themselves is a lot of people use shaders to make a basic looking build look spectacular.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, yeah, it's, it feels cheaty when people use it like that. Like, it should be used to enhance right. builds, but not, uh, not make it look Photoshop. <laughs> I don't know how to... Yeah. Say it in a different way. That's why like, I really like when people are just using it, you know, to enhance water, or change the sky, maybe add just a little bit of extra lighting without it being overwhelming to a build. That being said, there are some really cool texture packs, like the stylized texture pack using shaders and stuff like that. It, mm. it looks insane. It's not something I would ever make episodes with. Well, one, my computer would just fry itself trying to do that. Yeah. It'd be your last episode. The amount of comments I get, well, the comments I get on my end portal room thing, what texture is that? What block is that? And it's like, oh, I'm using vanilla textures for the most part. Mm-hmm. So imagine if I used a stylized texture pack. It's just, <laughs> it wouldn't happen.
1: That's another thing you got to think about is the, uh, if, if you can make, well, how, how do I word this? You can make an average build look great with these shaders or RTX. Mm-hmm. But if you can make a build look great without it, that says something. Right. It says a lot more, you know, if you're just using the regular texture packs and you still make it look that great. Yeah, you're uh, you're doing something right.
0: <laughs> Pro. Mm hmm. You said a new level. Oh, but that's all I've got for listener comments. hmm. Thank you for those. Thank you. Vipers Tuna and Linux Fire. Hopefully we're saying everyone's names right. Those comments were from our Discord And it's the only place where you can easily talk to everyone who works on the show. Just take paragraph 8's word for it. Hey there, I'm Para, and if you're enjoying the show and wish to get involved in the conversation, head over to the Withering Effect Discord. It's the best place to give your opinions on the topics discussed on the show, and who knows, you could even be mentioned on a future episode. Follow the link in the show notes and join today. Thanks for that Discord ad paragraph, eight.
1: And each week on the show, we've mentioned the top three members who have been earning XP and leveling up by participating in the chat, excluding ourselves and our moderators. This week's top three Discord members are number three, we have Linux Fire. number two, Vipers Tuna, and in first place, Ski3012. Congratulations, guys. Join in with the chat on Discord, and you can be mentioned next week.
0: Speaking of the Discord, it's the only place you can get involved in our Mending Minecraft vote. This week, we asked you to choose between one of three moms for us to discuss and improve. Your choices were Piglin Brute, Wandering Trader, and Spider.
1: And the winner of Mending Minecraft this week is... <laughs> Wandering Trader. Kind of seen this one coming.
0: <laughs> yeah. A lot to improve. Uh, I don't even think it was close was it I'm trying to find the uh, the voting channel real quick
1: Yeah Yeah <laughs> wow okay Piglin Brute had 11 votes Spider had 10 votes and the Wandering Trader almost cracked 50 with 47 votes Yep Yeah not even close So a few things on the Wandering Trader actually quite a few things here The Wandering Trader is a passive mob that randomly spawns near the player It can trade, make natural items more available, less dangerous to obtain, and in some cases, renewable. Now, is that true? doesn't make them renewable, right?
0: Yeah, uh, like red sand, that's not a renewable block, but Uh, a wandering trader can sell red sand. Gotcha. Technically, it becomes renewable, but we all know wandering traders, they don't have what you need when you need it, and they don't show up when you need them. Right, and they tend to lock up after so many trades,
1: so you're only going to get so many renewable. Right. Uh, The wandering trader appears randomly across the world with two leased trader llamas. They typically spawn within a 48-block radius of the player. They also try to spawn by a claim bell in a village. Didn't know that. Mm -hmm. At any time, there can be only one. There can only be one wandering trader naturally spawned in loaded chunks. The wandering trader despawns along with its leased trader llamas after two to three days which is about 40 to 60 minutes of real time naming the wandering trader with a name tag or placing the wandering trader in a boat or minecart
0: do not prevent it from despawning that's about it so my first fix is just that we're gonna keep the wandering trader from despawning because sometimes wandering traders actually have good trades Mm -hmm. so not all the time but it does. And a lot of people now are using the Wandering Trader to sell a lot of the, uh, the mini blocks, which are really just mm-hmm. painted, textured player heads that look really cool. Right. So it, it's a good use for a Wandering Trader because right now, if you play on an SMP, everything that Wandering Trader sells, you basically have within a week. Everyone goes off, everyone hunts down certain things. Oh, you can't find a jungle? Somebody has jungle saplings near you.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're a lot more fun when they're modified.
0: Right, so modifying a Wandering Trader is really cool, but then you run into the problem of you might find one that has a really cool trade that you want to use a lot, but it's gone in 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. We need to figure out a way to save the Wandering Traders. And one of my thought process was, well, just name it and you should be able to keep it. But you also run the issue of They don't replenish stock. They just disappear. So that's a bit of an issue too. So I was thinking, yes, they used the bell to locate where they needed to be. But what if they had their own table? Mm. So they could renew trades over time. Or maybe it's that they only show up during certain times of the day. So maybe you can name a trader or have that trader... I said, lock onto that table you've made because villagers claim their tables. Now you can see it with the green sparkles and stuff like that. Maybe a wandering trader will claim a table and they go away at night because right now they just kind of drink a potion and disappear. But maybe they disappear at night and they'll come back the next day and show up at that table with uh, the same spawn or the same trades it had last time, but now they're replenished. Mm. And that's a way you could keep them. So no night trading. There'd be no night trading, which would be a drawback. That would be the balance. Help it balance. Right. The name tagging thing is the most obvious, but it seems over overpowered. Mm-hmm. Creating a table that they could return to seems like a good way to justify them coming back, but also leaving, because they are supposed to be wandering.
1: What if their table was the llama? Maybe... if. You know, the llama stays alive, at least one of them, they can replenish because all their goods are in the llama. Maybe. That could be something. But if something happens to the llama, you're out of luck. You're know, you you're not going to be able to replenish.
0: And that might be a way to keep the wandering trader from leaving if you put a put time into a oh, no, I forget how llamas work. Do you put a chest on a llama or does it automatically have storage? It already has. Okay, then never mind the chest. I. Need. That's a donkey.
1: I think... Oh, man, I don't know. That's a good... It's probably not a good question. It's probably an obvious one, but (laughs) we can think... I know you put a carpet on
0: there. Yeah, this shows just how little some of these features are used. Mm -hmm. Oh, I need to move a storage room? I'm not packing up llamas with stuff. I'm grabbing a bunch of shulker boxes that I'm moving. Mm -hmm. And even if I weren't to do that, I would either get a donkey or a mule... Or I would do minecart chests. I would do all of those before I would mess with llamas. Yeah. To me, llamas are just a decoration animal.
1: Yeah, I never remember putting a chest on a llama. I mean, could be a thing. You wouldn't think it could store anything without a chest on it, but yeah. I don't remember adding a chest to it. It is funny.
0: I take that back. Putting llamas in a sheep pen will help keep wolves away. So there is that. hmm they are useful for that, but moving items and stuff, not so much.
1: Yeah, unless you're a wandering trader.
0: <laughs> unless you're a wandering trader. Uh, My my final fix is they need better loot. I say this with everything, but better loot. And I'm going to keep saying it until we get better loot. I really want some like crazy sharpness tin sword that kills everything in a single shot or a bow that has... What if it had power nine or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm mean, like Raptors Tuna saying, a multi-shot ten crossbow. Ooh, You'd blow through arrow, arrows like it's nothing, but that'd be cool. I want some crazy uh, loot like that, that you can only get through these random loot tables. You cannot enchant the stuff to do this. That breaks the fun. It also makes dying extremely scary nowadays, that so you might lose something good. I'm watching SMPs where people are just dying over and over again, but they, they have systems in place where they get all their gear back exactly the way they had it in less than an hour. Mm-hmm. Minecraft used to be, you died. It was like, I better find my stuff. I'm not remaking a lot of this other stuff. Now it's, well, I've got villager trading in place. I've got enough diamonds. Let's knock it out like that.
1: Man, this could help out those weapons that you never use, like a trident. Right. If you had impaling 10 on it, that trident would be a lot more useful. Exactly. Or Viper soon said, multi-shot 10. You'd probably run around with that crossbow. Right. That could help that part of the game, too. Mm-hmm. I think the best loot I get from a warning trader now is the Nautilus shell because they're hard to come, come by. Yeah. That's like, I see one of those, I'm like, oh man, we got one here, guys. <laughs> we got us a good one. You know, I got to trade, and then you trade and get like three or four of them, and you're like, okay, you can leave now.
0: I've needed a conduit for my base for so long, but I can't get Nautilus shells, so I still don't have a conduit. I'm, I'm coming to the end of the season, and I haven't fully decorated around the dome because I can't get a conduit.
1: Well, I think I came across some, So, or actually there might be some for sale, I think I saw mm. at the shopping center.
0: Might have to look into that. that that's
1: the, the best loot i found with a, at least a vanilla warning
0: trader. The only time it's come in handy is when I needed a certain sapling. I think it was like a birch sapling in my single-player world, and I just couldn't find a birch forest. Mm. So I traded with the Wandering Trader, and I got birch sapling. I think the next day I found a birch forest, but yeah.
1: There was something brought up in the discussion channel. Let me find out who it was. They brought up that Wandering Trader should buy things from you, because that was one of the things I didn't mention about the Wandering Trader. It only sells items. Right. It doesn't buy anything. So I think it was uh, Ender guy mentioned maybe they could sell blocks.
0: You mean buy blocks.
1: Oh, yeah, buy blocks. And then uh, you can get emeralds off them as well. But, yeah, that's not a thing. So that'd be nice. Wouldn't be bad. Yeah, maybe. I mean, uh, again, I'm sure it'll be limited. You know, only so many emeralds at a time. But, yeah, it's not a feature right now.
0: And watering traders have such a limited inventory. Mm-hmm. You got to kind of pick and choose. Right. But that's kind of it, I, for all I have for Wonder Trader. The thing is, we're low on time in the show, Mm -hmm. so I don't think we're going to be able to talk about the entire topic we have written up, but I think what we should do is we should choose one of our ideas and talk about that. What do you say? That's fine. So, our topic had to deal with the Elytra buff slash nerf, and... It's obvious that Mojang wants to make the other forms of travel a bit more relevant. Mm -hmm. We were trying to figure out ways to improve transportation in Minecraft that really didn't involve the Elytra. Mm. I have, I mean, to me, the obvious one is to update minecarts. Okay. We have the chain. We should be able to chain minecarts together. Makes a ton of sense. I'm not worried about the... Getting the tracks or anything like that with iron farms and gold farms nowadays, that's easy. That's nothing crazy. You should be able to get infinite amount of tracks using those kinds of farms. Yeah. But in general, minecarts aren't used a lot. Like I have a minecart track in my base and in my nether tunnel. Nobody but me uses it. Yeah. Everyone just flies with their elytra.
1: I see minecarts used for a lot of like technical builds more than travel
0: nowadays. Right, even rails are being used in redstone, yeah, as uh, signal transfers instead of rails.
1: Mm-hmm. Pretty clever, but yeah, not for transportation.
0: Mm-hmm. What about you? What's something you could see?
1: I have a few things here with the boat. Okay, one thing is, you know, maybe if when there's two players in a boat, it can go faster. You got two people in there rowing now.
0: Hmm, that's a good idea.
1: You know, like a canoe, maybe even make it a different boat that could do this.
0: Like a long boat.
1: Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Kayak, maybe. Maybe you can fit up to four players in there. I don't know. But if we're just going to stick with the boat, if the two players are in there, I feel like, you know, two people are rowing, it should have a little bit more speed in that case. Now, if also the downside is if you would have an animal in there, you would go a little slower because it's kind of slowing you down.
0: I can see that. Could you imagine two people in a boat on blue ice? Ooh. So fast. Yeah, you'd be cruising.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'd like that. Make racing a lot fun, too. A lot more fun. Mm Mm-hmm. I also have an idea for a couple boat enchantments. Uh, One would be called wheels, where the boat would work on land like it does in water. It wouldn't glide as much, you know, like Mm -hmm. drift as much, but, uh you'd have that same type of speed as if you're in water. You know, it is enchantment. Maybe there's a few levels of wheels, wheels one, two, and three, to get you up to that speed, eventually to the water. I thought that'd be a cool enchantment. Mm -hmm. I was trying to think of other enchantments. And another one I came up with is hops. Now, when you're in a boat, so many times, at least for me, you can't seem to get over these obstacles like a carpet, you know, or for instance you're on what is it a path block and you're stuck there you're not going to get off this path block it's so annoying to have to get out the boat and move the boat because you're on these path blocks mm-hmm. but if you were if you had the hops enchantment you could jump while you're in your boat you can hop one block and this could help you you know travel upwards slightly if you come across across the, a two block high wall you're stuck you know there are limitations but I thought that would be pretty cool. Maybe even a, a half slab. You know, maybe a slab could be its limit height. Mm-hmm. Nothing too crazy. You know, I was even thinking a block might be too high. I just want to get over this these freaking carpets I keep getting stuck on. And uh, yeah, I think boats would have a little bit more use. It, it's fun. It's fun to have them on water. But what if we can have them on land? I thought that'd be fun.
0: I would add one more enchantment to your thought. Okay. And that's an unsinking enchantment. Okay. So like the uh magma block bubbles can't pull you down and two, if you were to have a boat somewhere and then you sat if you placed water down, you would be able to go up that water and traverse it. Ooh, instead of it just basically pushing your boat down. Yeah. There you go. That would be a way instead of like hopping something. You could get around a, a bit more easier if you're not wanting to do those enchantments.
1: Mm-hmm. I like that. I wasn't thinking about those. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about using, just now thinking about using the hopping enchantment while in the water. You know, just like jumping along the water. Yeah, that's true. That'd just be fun to see, I think. <laughs> yeah, it would be. But yeah, that's all I got for the boat. That was pretty much most of my transportation improvements anyway.
0: I'm going to throw one more thing out there because I think it's fun. I won't go into a a lot of talking about it. Yeah. But what's something that's essentially died out now that we have an elytra? It's an ender pearl. And that's because the ender pearl has a limited distance it can travel. So my thought was ender pearl cannons. Oh, wow. How cool would that be? Oh, yeah, I would use them. I guess you could also do an ender pearl arrow and shoot an arrow to get some kind of Crazy distances and be a bit more accurate with the Ender pearl Yeah, but Ender pearl cannon sounds so much cooler. Now, would this be like a physical object? Physical cannon. Okay. You got to put TNT in it. Use a flint and steel and fire it. Ooh. And it would go to wherever the chunk loading border is. I mean, the more I talk about it, the the arrow Ender pearl sounds way better. <laughs> <laughs> but I just uh, I want a cannon in the game somehow. Let's get a cannon.
1: Well, the end is like a teleporting thing anyway. So it kind of just like leave your vision. Right. And then you would kind of just teleport somewhere. Mm-hmm. Kind of like coming out of a portal. Exactly. So that'd be, yeah, I could see that being a thing. Actually, I do like the arrow thing. Yeah. Give you a little more distance.
0: Arrow thing makes way more sense, but it's a cannon.
1: Yeah. Cannon sounds cooler than arrow.
0: Yeah. All right. But I think that's going to do it for today's show. Before I have Jimbo read us out, I want to say a huge thank you to all of our patrons who are supporting the show. Our milk level patrons are Omni, Chief Big Bear, Croc, Fragile Rock, O Beep, Stone Figure, and Vipers Tuna. If you too would like to get access to exclusive benefits and hours of extra content each, each month, please consider joining at patreon.com slash effect.
1: If you like the show, you can share it with all of your friends and on social media. If you listen on Spotify, follow us, or if you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave us a nice review. Doing any of these really helps the show reach more listeners. If you'd like to get in contact with us, send an email to podcast at thewitheringeffect.com, tweet us, leave a voice message, or join our Discord, where you can have a chat with everyone who works on the show and fellow listeners. All the links will be in the show notes.
0: This show has been brought to you by Jimbo and myself, but also our dear producer Carl. He helps make sure the show ends up where it should be. The amazing music you hear in the intro and outro is created by the one and only Decoy. Everyone's social media can be found down in the show notes. You guys have been awesome. Thank you so much for getting with us. You should probably go drink your milk now.
1: Bye. See you guys.